Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Chaf Vav. We will begin. We will begin. Thank you. We will begin on Daf Chaf Hamu Bet towards the bottom of the page. Today's sponsor, of course, is Daniel Ben Devora, and we Bezat Hashem. We wish that he should have Hatzlacha in all of his endeavors. Amen. This is the Chut of the Torah. The Mishnah begins as follows: Bechor Shenafal Abor. If you have a Bechor animal, which normally cannot be eaten. Until, it, unless it gets a moon, then it could be normally a bechor animal is supposed to be given to the, um, as a korban. It has to be given to the kohen, and the kohen should bring it to bed when actually as a korban. Now, it could be slaughtered out of the bed to mikdash if it gets a, a moon, which makes it not be able to go on the mizbeach. Now, if it becomes a full moon, uh, then it could become regular of the Kohen, then it could be eaten by the Kohen. Okay, but the, the rule is that you have to always take it to an expert in order to determine whether the moon is a real moon or not a real moon. Okay? Says the Gemara, so you have a Bechor that fell into a boar on Yom Tov. Now, Hazit is Bechor animals in the, in the pit. It might have gotten a wound in, in the fall or might not have. You take a, a expert, you lower him into the pit. He examines it in the pit. Okay? If there's a mum on it. So you bring it up and you slaughter it on Yom Tov because you're allowed to slaughter it. Because, you're allowed to, because the Quran is now allowed to eat it. Right? Okay? In love, if not, then you can't slaughter it. Now, the Gemara is going to really explain exactly what this means. Um... Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Kol mumo nikar Rabbi Shimon says, only if the, the moon was known from before Yom Tov. That's considered enzim in That's what's not called. Sorry, I'm saying anything that's not visible from before Yom Tov is considered moksha. And therefore you can't store it on Yom Tov. So basically, he's saying that lowering an expert into the pit is really not viable because even if the expert comes out and says, "Why well, you could tell a fresh wound from a non-fresh wound? Why is it not viable? Well, there is a purpose behind sending him in. No, so it's completely. Uh, I don't know if they. I don't know. They, they, I don't know if they judge how old wounds are. Just so in other words, he had to. He, maybe I guess he could have gotten it in the in the bar or something like that. He's just so. judging what type of wound it is. Yes. So I guess so. Therefore, he's not now. Rabbi Yudah also would agree that if it came now, it, that if the wound came on Yom Tov, it shouldn't be allowed. So we have to figure out exactly what's going on here. So the Gemara will say, says the Gemara, What are they arguing? If the machloket between them is whether or not you're allowed to look at a mum on Yom Tov, Rebidah holds that you could look at a mum to decide if it's a good mum on Yom Tov. And Shimon holds that you can't look at, you can't, can't not let it, you're not allowed to examine them on Yom Tov. Right? And therefore he says, you can't do it. Then why wouldn't they, why would they argue about one that's in a pit? Just argue about one that's plain. The, the whole machloket is, could you check, check a mum? Just argue, can you check a moon? So 
So the Gemara wants to answer you right. Now, by the way, Rabbi Shimon, I, let me just clarify something from the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon was strict in the Mishnah, right? And he says, if it's not ready from before, it's not Mukhan. Now, there's a little problem with that, because Rabbi Shimon is the famous rabbi who usually doesn't hold a Muksa, right? So who cares that if it happens, it should be not a problem with Muksa. It could be that Rabbi Shimon is saying, Look at Rashi. Lav mishum muksa asur asur le dehai dehalet le muksa elafishim atirom biyomtov nirek mitakeno. He's saying that if if the guy looks at a yomtov, it looks like he's fixing it, which means which means that uh, it, it's getting fixed like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now. Basically, we understood that the case was the machloket was whether or not they could, the, you could examine the mum on Yom Tov with Rabbi Huda saying that you could, you could not, you could send them to examine on Yom Tov, and he says you can't. So we want to know if so. Why would we talk about a case of something fell in a pit? You could talk about a case of an animal out of the pit. So when it says bechosh and afal we yes, really it's talking about whether or not you could do it on Yom Tov, but the machloket is. We want to throw a pit because we want to throw an extra chidush. You might have thunk that you'd be able to pull it out of the pit because of Tsar Baal Echaim. It's coming to tell you that it's Moksa now. It's coming to tell you that Tsar Baal Echaim is not a reason to get it out of the pit, which means as follows. There is an, another case with Adabachor where the mother and the baby fell into the pit. And the rule is you can't slaughter them both on the same day. It's not a Bechor, but you can't slaughter a mother and a baby on the same day. So you wouldn't be allowed to pull both out of the pit because on Yom Tov, because you can't slaughter them both today anyway. And the only reason why you let to move the animal is for to eat it. To eat but it. If you're not going to slaughter, it, you're not going to eat it. Right. So, but the, Rabbi Huda allows a uh, type of Rabbi Shua allows a type of sketch where you just pull out the animal to decide if you want it, and then you decide, hey, you know, I don't want this one. But that's only true if you're pulling it out and actually making a determination of whether or not you actually want it. Bingo. When pulling out two, you're vadai not going to slaughter one of them. Even though you, even though you, when you pull out two, they let because even though I'm for sure not going to slaughter one, but I may slaughter either one. So I don't know which one I want. I can pull out the decide which one I want. And, that, and that's a real. Rule. And that is a real rule of Yeshua sure lets. And because it, it, so it goes you, on, because it goes on the fact that you're for sure slaughtering one of them, even though you're for sure not slaughtering one of them. Correct. Which is better than our case. Where if the moon is not a good moon, you can't slaughter. It. You can't slaughter it at all. You can't slaughter it at all. Right. right. One, two, it doesn't right, matter. Right, right. But at least you're slaughtering one over there for sure, and here you're not. Right. So that, therefore, we're coming to teach you that the rule of Chaim, which allows the sketch over there, won't allow a sketch over here. So our case over here is actually a better proof to that because if in the case that the moon is a bad moon and you won't slaughter it, it's still allowed to be taken out. Right. If it's no, our case, if it's a bad mum, you can't take it out. You cannot take it out. That's what that's what we're teaching you that chiddush that, that that you can't take it out, because he said because he said you lower it down and if it's good you pull it out, right? Good. So let's read inside. Bechor shenafal the board tzichle. We came to teach you the case of bechor that fell into a board. Salkedat. I mean, I would have thunk. 
Mishum Tsar Bale Chaim, because it's Tsar Bale Chaim, Le'eron Velaskei, let's make a sketch and bring it, pull it out. Kirbishu, like Kirbishu, doesn't know, because like I just told you, with the two, two with the mother and the daughter, Kamash Malak, teach you that it doesn't allow to take it out, you can't pull it out before he examines it. You might say, pull it out, and then we'll examine it. You can't, no. Why does it say in the Mishnah, don't, it, it says, if that happens, it should have said, Lo yishchot, don't shecht it. Why? Sorry, sorry, the Mishnah actually says, if there's a moon, you, you bring it up and shecht it. If not, don't shecht it. It should say, don't bring it up and shecht it. If the whole point is about the bringing it up, it should say, don't bring it up and shecht it. So it says, Lo tzricha, da'avad ve'eskeh. The reason why we said, don't shecht it, and not bring it up and shecht it, because the whole point is bringing it up, it should have said that, right? Good. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. You're right. But we want to teach you an extra chidush. Da'avad What if the guy went, broke the rule and he lifted up? Now That's he's asking he us did. afterwards. Right? You might have think you might have thought that we could say, okay, if we if we found the moon, let him shecht it. that if you broke the rule, you can't. You mean to slaughter it? Hatamu, I thought it was good. It, because if it had a moon, in other words, what do you mean? It was a tam, it was an unblemished animal. Because if it had a moon, you wouldn't be allowed, you would be allowed to pick it up. Must be talking about a case of a tam. The case of a tam, which is a full, you're not allowed to shecht it anyway. So what do you mean? So if you weren't allowed to shecht it, of course, you don't need you to tell me you're not allowed to shecht it because you brought it up. You're not allowed to shecht it because it's a tam. Yeah. Then I follow me, Muma. We're talking about a case. That it got a moom afterwards, which means uh, actually it got future. more. It got hurt as it came out. It got hurt as it came out, or it got hurt after it came out on the floor. It fell out after it came out, and now it has a moom. But still, since you pulled it up without permission, you can't slaughter it. Why would I even need to be told this? Of course, if it got a blemish after it came out, it would be no good. No. Well, I says hamuksu. Next question. I says remember hamuksu? What do you mean that would be muksa anyway? Right? Because Yehuda holds a muksa. The case was that it had a temporary moon from Ere Pesach. And now it developed into a permanent moon. I guess that can happen. It's not muksa because the owner was waiting to see if it would turn into a permanent moon and he was thinking about it. And therefore he didn't set it aside from before Yom Tov. He's thinking about it the whole Yom Tov. Right? Kamash Malan, we come to teach you that no. It's still not considered muksa. That's the chidush. It's only muksa to you, right? The coin can have it. No, this this is the coin. The guy, only guy who can have it is the coin. Ah, is the coin, right? Yes. Okay. And when it becomes muksa, what do they have to do with it? Nothing. Just let it go. No, just wait till after, wait till after yomtov. That'll be fine. No, there's a blemish on it. Now it's but now it's a suit to everybody. No. Then when it has a blemish, now the kohen could eat it. Could eat it. Before the blemish, it had to be a carbon. No one could eat it. Okay, you need you. They, you want the blemish on the bechor, but, but you can't do it to yourself. It. You have to wait till it happens. Okay. Tanur Rabbanan, let's try to get a drop more, and we'll go. Okay, Tanur Rabbanan, bechor tam shina falla bor. If you have a bechor tam that falls into a bor, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi or Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi says, "Yered mumche vire." A mumche will go down to see it. Im yesh b'mum, yalev should bring it up and sort it. Im lav lo yishkotan sort it. 
Amar lo Rishum Menasya. Rishum Menasya. That's similar to what the Rabbi said now, Mishnah. Rishum Menasya told him, "Hare Amru and no Imam Yomtov." I thought we said that you're not allowed to check a mum on Yomtov. Ketzad. How? How? What, what should you do? And he gives a three-step thing. No lad be mum erev Yomtov. If you had a mum on erev Yomtov, and mevakrina tov Yomtov, you can't check it on Yomtov. Okay, which teaches you and Rebakarin, but if you if you check it, you can still use it. No lad b'mum b'yom tov. If a mum came on yom tov, Rabbi Shimon says and zeminu muchan. Rabbi Shimon agrees that you can't use it at all, which means even with the avad you can't use it. Vishavin, but they both agree. Let's say an animal was born with a mum. Nothing to talk about. That's better. Right, you could slaughter it, finish. That's why it. could you slaughter it? What do you mean? Why would why would they agree that it's good? Because it, it's born with a mum, so so it's for sure. Born on Yom Tov with a mum. Uh, born on Yom Tov with a mum. Right. It's okay, because it always had the mum, and therefore... It's allowed to, to be eaten on Yom Tov. Right? Because the, the expert is coming to look at it, but he didn't fix it. It was always like that. And therefore, that'll be fine. Okay, that, that's the three opinions of this rabbi called Rav Shimon ben Menasya, who's arguing with Tanakhama. Now, Darash Rabbah Barav Huna, Nolad Hu Rabbah's explaining this means that if it's born with that thing, if you ask the rabbi, he'll let you go examine it. That's according to Rabbi Baruchuna. Amor Nachman tells him, Abatani, my father taught that that's, it's not that you, we're not telling you that if you, that you're allowed to go do it. We're saying that if you did it, we could rely on it, but not that you... He disagrees that we're saying that you're allowed to go check this animal that's born on Yom Tov with the blemish. Right? But you're saying that you're allowed to do So he's disagreeing with Rabbi Baravuna, who said that the, that the rabbi meant that. Okay. Amr Abaya. So Abaya says the following. So we have two opinions. There's Rabbi Ravuna who explains it leniently to saying that Lechatchila you could go do it. And you have this other rabbi from his father, of Nachman, from his father saying that you know that doesn't mean you could do Lechatchila. Okay? So Abai is coming to help Rabbi Ravuna. He says, Why? He says, Why do we split it into three parts? Right? You're going to see, he's going to explain now, that the three parts are three different levels of what you're allowed to do. That if it had a moon from before Yom Tov, you can't check it on Yom Tov. That means that you can't, but it's okay. means, boom, finish. You can't go near it. That means even the no. Then it says, Vishavin, the equal, Shimnulad Minamukhan, That means the, the, the third level's gotta be even the Khathila, right? Because the first level was the Avad 
is okay. Second level was even the avad no. So the third level has got to be even the chadchila. So says Abaya that supports the first rabbi who was lenient. Are you with me or no? So so. The bright, the bright had three things. Had had, had a, an animal born with a moon was the last case. In the animal born with the moon in the last case, the rabbi said that if that it's if if you check it, it's fine. Now we want to know when he says if you check it, it's fine. Does that mean the chachila, or only if you checked it, it's okay, but you shouldn't do it? Okay, Rabbi Huna says it means the chachila. Rabbi Nachman said my father said it's not the chachila. Comes up, I said I have a proof to Rabbi Huna that it means the chachila. What's the proof? The fact that you had three separate cases implies that you're covering all, each case has a different outcome. The first case, the outcome was, but the avad is okay, but the chatzili shouldn't do it. The second case, the outcome was, even with the avad doesn't work. So what's going to be the third case? Probably, it's going to be a case of the, the one that we didn't talk about, which is that even the chatzili, you could do it. Did you get that or no? Okay. So, says the Gemara. Pause for a second. Okay, the, so the Mishnah had said, Nolad bo mum be yom tov. You see where I am? Yes. Rabbi Shimon Amir ends in Minamuchan. He says it's not Minamuchan. That was, that was the first level. Dafil diavad namilo. That means even diavad. You can't use it. And then it says, Then it says that it, they agree that if it's born with the moon, So that so Abaya has a nice proof that Rabbi Ravuna is right. But now we have a brighter that goes against Rabbi Ravuna. It goes to Tumnachman. Whenever Oshia came from, from, from Israel, he came with a brighter. And the brighter says, whether the moon came from Erev Yom Tov, whether the moon came on Yom Tov, Chachamim Omrim, and Zeh Minamukhan. Chachamim hold, it's not Minamukhan. Now, we assumed that if it was checking before Yom that if it was from before Yom Tov, it should be allowed. <coughs> Here we're saying that even from before Yom Tov is Asur. And it must be because you're not allowed to check them on Yom Tov. What about, but, but still, we have a question about the three. When you have the three opinions, that sounds like a vaya. You have this other brighter, it sounds the other way. It must be that this brighter, the three, the brighter of the three opinions, which we figured was good, like a vaya, that brighter was not as authentic because it was said by this rabbi called Adabar Khumi, who sometimes wasn't exact in his brighter things. Okay. If you look to our Mishnah, you'll see which brighter was right. That the brighter of the three was not right, and the brighter of Oshia was better. From our Mishnah. Why? Nami Deke, you can see from the language, because it says, Rishimonomer, Kol She'en Mumor Nikar Be'erev Yom Tov, En Zemin Mokhan. The Mishnah says, if it's not recognizable before Yom Tov, it's not prepared and you can't use it because you can't check it on Yom Tov. 
My end mumon nikar. What does it mean that the mum is not visible? If it means you can't see it at all from before Yom Tov, which means it, it wasn't there. Pshita, of course. Do we need you to tell me tell us that? Because since he's talking to Rabbi Yehuda, who always doesn't hold a muksa, he wouldn't have to mention that. Of course, if it wasn't there at all. It must be that you didn't show it. There was a moon, but you didn't show it to the rabbi before Yom Tov. And if so, you didn't check to see if it was a real one or, or a fake one. We still say it's not in the We see from here that even if it was before Yom Tov, he doesn't let it even after the fact. Okay? Not even to see if it was a real, uh, a temporary or You can't permanent? check it on Yom Tov, correct. That's what we was going to tell you. You can't check it on Yom Tov. At all, this is the most strange. Correct. Ba'imine Hillel Merava. Okay, Hillel es Rava. Now, of course, this Hillel is not not regular Hillel. It's Hillel Lamora. Because Hillel wouldn't be talking to Rava. Hillel Zatana. Okay. Ba'imine Hillel Merava. Yes, Mukseh lechatzi Shabbat or En Mukseh lechatzi Shabbat. Is there something as Mukseh for half a Shabbat or there's no Mukseh from half a Shabbat? What in the world is that talking about? Yeah, what is that concept? Okay. So muksa means something that you set aside from before Shabbat in general. So in other words, let's say you have figs that are drying and they're unusable on Ben Hashemashot. Since you put it out of your mind, Ben Hashemashot, you now use it even if it dries on Shabbat, it's muksa the whole Shabbat. Okay, it's called muksa. Now, what happens if something became muksa on Shabbat? Does it get muksa for half a Shabbat or not? That's the question. In other words, if it wasn't muksa for the whole Shabbat, it was good. It was it was good when Shabbat started. So then you were and using it, it uh, no? And then it became no good on Shabbat. That's the question. So, for example, hechi. Then what's the case? Either chazi ben shemashot. If it was fit ben shemashot, echazi then it's good. Either la chazi wasn't fit ben shemashot, la then it should be fine. Says my lord tzricha. The achzi it was fit. Vahada itchi vahada echzi. If it was fit, then it became not not fit, and then it became fit again. That's the case. Okay. So, for example, let's say you have figs were, were edible when Shabbat started. Then, let's say uh, it rained and they got bloated and now they're not edible anymore. Then the sun came out and dried and they became edible again. Okay? So, says, my, what's the halacha? Does it say muksa or not? So, he told him, Yes, muksa. There is such thing as muksa. It'll be muksa even though it was good. Even though it became muksa on Shabbat, it still becomes muksa. That's a rough answer. Hello. Eitve, there's the question. How could you say that something muksa in the middle of Shabbat? It says, Vishavim, they become, they're equal. Shim nolad, We agree that an animal that got born on Yom Tov with a mum, that it's not minamuchan, it's considered, it's, it, that it's okay. You're allowed, you're allowed to eat it on, on the holiday. Let's say this animal originally was considered good when Shabbat started, when Yom Tov started. Why? Because since it was in his mother's stomach, you could have slaughtered the mother, right? So therefore, it was fit when it, when it started, and then it became no good when it was born. Why? Because you needed to call an expert, and then it became fit again when the expert came and said it's fine. So why don't we say the same rule? If you say that that something who got fit on Shabbat can be muksa, so this should be muksa. You shouldn't be able to use it. How can we say that you're allowed to eat it? 
You didn't get that. Yeah, if you fix the mum, you're saying it was it was unfit, and now you fixed it after. That it, that it, it we, we didn't fix it. We called the expert to check it. When we we we, we, right. we fixed it, so so therefore it's like it, it should be, that should be a case of muksa for half a shabbat. Because when you call an expert, you're checking if it was if it was uh, if it was a mum. It's 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 safik. He's coming to see the status. You're answering by, now. Yeah, by a fig, it's for sure not. Oh, not okay, well, let's see, it's let's for see. sure muksa at that time because it's not yeah. edible. When you bring uh, yeah, well, someone to check, that's why you're. I hear, I hear your answer. I hear, uh-huh. before, before you get, let's see the question. Right? Let's see. Let's see. In the beginning, it was fit within his mother's stomach because he could have slaughtered the mother. When it got born, it pushed off. When you showed it to the haham, you allowed it. No, really, the case was that the, 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 the judges were sitting there when it was born. So it never had a second that it was... Maybe. It was a maybe. But you're right. If it was born, and they were, it would be a muksa. So don't bring a proof from there. Okay? Ikadamri, others say, According to that, According to this new the second version, the answer of, of Rava to Hill was no. There's no such thing as Muksa Shabbat. And if so, this Brita with the with the animal born with the blemish is going to be a proof to him. And they quote Let's say it's a proof. We're going to bring this Brita as a proof. Because they both agree. If it's born with with the womb, that it's that it's, that it's considered muhan. But the bechor was fit with the mother. It yet when when it was born, it was pushed off because we didn't know if the moon was good. When you show it to the rabbi, it's allowed. So and and still you see that it's allowed. So you see that's a proof to the to the, the version two rule that there's no muksef for half a shabbat. And if so, Abaya is going to come here and knock off the proof. It's not necessarily proof. It could be the case was that the judges were there, and therefore it's not necessarily a proof to you what you what you claim that there's no muksev chazish shabbat. You can't bring a proof to that. Is that clear so far? Good. Twenty. What is it? Twenty. Okay, so we're ending right over here. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen. Thank you.